while it goes. Yeah. Hello, everybody. What's up, Mike? What's up, guys? I just want to yell loud enough so that way if somebody's listening to this like close to their ear, they go, ah, when they start listening. And then have to adjust their audio. I'm sorry. And I'm not sorry at the same time. That's what happened just now. (laughs) Okay. So today I want to talk about the things that are changing because of the time of year it is. And then that's part of our fit quest as well. So I'm torn on how we start with that in terms of, should we talk about our fit quest first? Yeah, I think we should talk about our fit quest. So yeah. you're saying you want to talk about it's, it just turned fall. Mm-hmm. The kids are back to school. We're about to hit Halloween. We're about to hit Thanksgiving, all that kind of stuff. Right. Right. And then, but I want to tie it in with our fit quest as well. So I guess we could do fit quest first. Yeah. And then we'll talk about strategies to work on as the seasons change and a little bit like specifically for this time of year. And then maybe we'll go in a little bit more generally about just changing seasons, how to train, how to adjust or organize your programming. All right. Perfect. And so if your fit quest ties into today's episode, I'd say so. So. All right, so I will start then with my fit quest to get it out of the way okay, so okay, that okay. you can get us rolling and stuff like that. Okay. <clears throat> so this week, man, so if you guys are following in on our fit quest, I've been doing my daily sandbag and I've been learning the Mace Bell and Indian Club, uh, which they're steel clubs, I think is what they're called these days. And now, okay. Now, what am I supposed to do next was like the question that I had for you last week. And because I was finishing up like the beginning exercises of learning the mace bell. And so I did uh, another couple exercises of just some basic moves like the 10 to 2 and just basically getting the mace bell uh, back over my shoulder and then also behind my head uh, in a kind of TikTok motion. And those three movements are the basis of learning the 360 is what it's, I guess it's just called the Mace Bell 360, which if you've seen people on YouTube or something like that, do that before. That's probably the movement you've seen where the Mace Bell goes all the way around your back and it like goes towards your butt and then back to the starting position. Okay, so uh, yeah, actually, right before this podcast this morning, uh, which is why I was a little late for this, is I was recording my first attempt at doing that that Mace Bell 360. And and then I did also the 10 to 2 in the from the back position. So I I saw it called a 10 to 2 on a video that I saw, right? Which that is doing the 360 from the back from the 10 position on one side and then you go to the other side and then you stop it at the two position and then you go back behind your head and then to the front back to the 10 position and yeah so it's just the 360 but going back and forth okay okay and you you feel you feel pretty good with it how do you feel okay so i have some questions for you because i know you are the master here so I, I reviewed the video while I was coming down here and my, I was, I was afraid, right? Like that thing is like pure steel ball yeah. just swinging around. 
<laughs> and so basically what I did on every single one, I did it for three minutes and my butt went, my butt and hips like basically went forward, yeah. like a slight arching my like back. Moving, like moving out of the way because you're worried Mace is going to hit your ass. A hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I looked at Could it you and realize I was like, that. Did you realize that? That's great. And, and, but I didn't realize it during, I felt really good. Like when I was doing it, I was like, wow, I'm actually getting it behind me. Then like, you look at the video. And I was like, oh man, and I have some things to work on. And I tried a couple swings uh, and I think I can do it next time. But I, it was, I think it was a fear thing, honestly. Yeah, that makes sense. It's, it's an unknown territory. So it's something that you haven't really gotten to play around with that much. And it's with a steel, but like you said, a steel bell <laughs> for your ass, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. That so, goes to you, man. So, what's the recommendation there? Obviously, is to not do that and just have tighten up your core, right? <laughs> kind of, yeah. What would you recommend? Got some good thoughts. I have to see it a little bit because it depends on how much you're leading with your elbows in that position. So when you're in that position, sometimes people will try to just let their elbow bend a lot and that'll get the mace behind their back better. But also if your elbow drive isn't high enough, you're not going to get that. It's weird because it feels like you're pulling the mace closer to you, getting your elbows high enough, you know? But getting them high enough creates that that pendulum swing that's nice and straight behind you versus like it going out and towards you. Your elbows oh. aren't high enough, it goes away from you and then it comes towards you when you swing it, when you rotate <laughs> it. Versus if you okay. get it really close to you by getting those elbows high enough, it, sw- it swings close to you, but it doesn't hit you. That would make sense because I felt a couple times in the back, like an angle that the bar was at an angle. And so mm-hmm. it would make sense that maybe I didn't have my elbows up high enough because, and then my wrists were bent in because it felt like it was swinging towards my body a little bit. Yeah. So if you can see me right now, I have my elbows almost at 90 degrees, maybe a little bit more than 90 degrees, whereas I want those things pointing at like 160 degrees basically okay. when we're out there so we don't want to be here with it here with it okay i like a pullover type position i would say it, it's probably it's probably the position i was getting in with the rear pendulum but maybe i yeah. wasn't doing it good enough like maybe it was way out here and i need to work on yeah if you, if you feel out. that fear response i think people just don't go far enough back you know, they just get close to it, but then they're kind of tensed up, so it's hard to get far enough back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool, man. I appreciate those tips. As I'm just starting out. Like today was day one of those 360s and stuff, and it felt good. And now I'm looking at the video. And now I'm worried that I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and my back is going to hurt. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. And I th- I'll be fine. I'm sure. Three but minutes. That, that was... I think. I think you got three minutes. Yeah. 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 But I absolutely love it. Like I was talking about last week, how just how much you feel the core in all those motions. And even though I was, I guess I was arching my back, like really arching my butt out a little bit too much. 
I felt my core engaging at time. Like, and so I thought it was good. But anyway, I'm excited to get to that this week. And that's my fit quest for the week. Sweet, sweet. Sweet. Yeah. All right. So let's see. Fit quest for the week is partially brought to you by me slipping on a lock and like twisting my knee and my leg up somehow. Ow. Recently. Jeez. Yeah. So that Were was you hiking? fun. No, I was uh, in the field with Zena, and there was a log to balance on. We went on it, and it rained the night before. And guess it was just more slippery, and the logs actually slipped out of place. And then so I landed weird when it did that. Oh, and I thought it was Ooh. okay right afterward, but then later it started to hurt more. Yeah, yeah. and that was in the knee. Yeah. Well, at first it felt like it was in my calf, and then later it started hurting in my knee. Yeah. Did it scare you that it was in? Was that your bad calf, or like your bad uh, where your foot? Oh well, got both both Achilles I ruptured. Both Achilles are ruptured. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> either way, either way, yeah, I think Achilles first sometimes. Yeah. So I thought like Achilles or calf at first, and I was like, no, calf is doing okay. But then my knees started feeling it. And, then, and sometimes when my calf or my shins are really beat up, my knees will start to feel it. But my knee, like, they really felt it. So I put an ACE bandage on it. And that's been helping a good bit. It's been getting better every day, I would say. So hopefully by next time we chat, it should be okay. Should be back to normal. Okay. But until then, I'm basically doing a lot more upper body type work. I'm just doing like my pull-ups, my hang. I've been doing some, I've been doing a little bit of floor work, uh, but just taking it easy, trying to let that recover a little bit the first couple days. And then next week, uh, as long as it keeps getting better, I'm probably going to get back into my routine. I probably just won't do as much leg work. I just do my upper body and core part of my of my current program and then as the season progresses what i one of the things i've been wanting to do and actually this knee injury made me think of it is i've been wanting to do a lot more hiking like we were talking about and i want to do some more sled work too Okay. I haven't been doing as much sled work. And I found our old sled while we were outside exploring and whatnot, right before I hurt my knee. And I started doing that, and that felt really good. And I know that makes my knee feel a lot better, too. So that'll probably be an addition. One of the things I was talking about last week was getting the intensity up a little bit more. And that was going really well. So I was sad when this happened because I'm going to have to drop the intensity down a little bit. But it shouldn't be too big of an issue. Most of it's going to be, I'll be doing my upper body work and just taking it easy on the lower body, probably like a week, I would say. Maybe do a little bit of hip work on the lower body in place of my other lower body work, like instead of squats, maybe do some hip circles, that kind of stuff. Yep. Oh man, that all sounds really good. And I know it can, it can hurt sometimes when you wanted to step up the intensity and, and then you, you just get a little thing that's you're just playing with your daughter. You know, that's when it usually happens, right? You're like getting a dish out of the dishwasher or you're hanging 
And, yep. and then this happens and that's a, you have a good mindset, man. You just have to roll with the punches and, and get to the next thing because that's what fitness usually is, right? Like you're always going to have these little, little things and, but you want to get back to it as soon as possible and, and not fall off. Uh, you're a good trainer. So I'm sure you'll find ways to keep it intense, just using your upper body and, and all your lower body mobility or whenever you can get into that. That's so, not like good luck, full man. Body. That's why I like having a full body routine too. So some, if something feels weird or gets off or gets beat up, you can still do most of your other work. Like you still have other work to do. And then you could do, I really doing mobility work a lot of times when I've gotten beat up in one area. So like upper body, say if the wrist gets messed up or some something gets beat up, then doing mobility for the shoulders or doing like neck work that kind of stuff. And then lower body, it's usually like ankles and hips. I'm working on those things. And then even though it was a very unfortunate thing, like a log slipping is not really something you can train for, like <laughs> adding in, adding, yeah, you can't really train for that, but adding in, actually you probably could, we could probably have an episode talking about how you would train for that, but well, like not the lumberjack, the lumberjack training program. Yeah. They run, thinking... on the, run on the logs. Oh man, yeah, something like that. I was just thinking like the slide thing. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay, yeah. But anyway, all right. What are we getting into? What's next? I was going to make a point there. So for the fall, no, no pun intended with falling and hurting the knee. But because we're going into fall now, I think it's really helpful for people to think about how the new season is going to affect their training program. And if you're someone who goes to just a typical gym, I think this is going to affect you a little bit less, but not a lot less. So there's still seasonal things that happen around this time of the year that are going to affect your schedule and are going to affect your intensity and things like that. So I like to talk about this around big seasonal changes because I think it's really helpful for people to to be aware of this and to assess and I guess, I don't know, stay aware of this during their, pro- their when they're making their program or when they're going through their program just helps to have a little, little time or a little flag in the sand to, to look out from and make a plan from. And I think the change in seasons is a good time to do that. Cool. I'm interested to hear what you say and some of the examples. Cause like my first thoughts from a philosophical standpoint would be like, I control what's going to happen next and I'm not going to allow the season to control what's going to happen. We also, we do also need to be aware that there are some things and I'm guessing these are the examples that you're going to be talking about that we do need to be aware of so that we can still be in control and not allow these seasonal uh, changes to affect us as much as it should, as much as it could, not as much as it should. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like both of those points, even though they're opposed to each other in some ways are right, are correct. Like no matter what the season is, there's still things you got to do. But in order to do those things that you want to do, you have to respect the change in seasons that is inevitably going to occur. Should you go with it? Like this begs the question, like, should you go with the flow and you like, oh, what's going to happen over these next couple months? 
or mm-hmm. should you fight for should you fight that flow oh and i both of those are the answer <laughs> so how do we clear that up i think when it comes to strength training for a lot of people that means how is this new season going to affect your recovery i would say right so people don't think about this a lot but i find a lot of times around this time of the year just because the sun is going down sooner different activities and different things happen in the evening that affect people's sleep schedule. So I see a big change in people's sleep schedule around this time of year, just because the sun is going down more soon, early in the day. So are people going to bed earlier? Yeah, going to bed earlier or or going out to different things, also not doing outdoors activities as much, doing indoors activities in the evening more, things like that. And so... Just because of that one thing changing, a bunch of other things start changing. And it's not just pumpkin spice lattes at Starbucks. (laughs) Well, that that makes sense. Because if it's dark at 530, it's dark right now at 6, 630. And then it's going to be even or probably 630 now. It's going to be even earlier soon. And I've been noticing it. We come inside earlier and then we've been having to figure out more activities to do in that in the evening before the kids go to bed and and so we've been feeling it a little bit i guess you can say after i think about yeah that's a big one i think a lot of people when you talk to them about it there it makes complete sense but when you say it out loud it doesn't make as much sense as to why that's important to understand or to be aware of but you're a lot of the times when we talk about getting good behaviors and habits established we talk about those little things that happen every day that push you in the right direction so the day getting shorter every day and getting darker pushes most people in a direction of not going outside and getting less activity interesting right like it, it slowly builds that habit for you without right. even really noticing. And that's how can be good habits or natural habits actually work. That's why your brain has the structure to create habits because of the natural occurrences like the sun going down at different times of the year. And that's how it works. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. That makes sense. So that's happening now in the fall on the East Coast of the United States. Okay, and if you're not aware of it, you're not going to be aware of the way that's going to affect your energy levels, your sleep levels, all those kinds of things. Just that one thing. Hey, that's very true, man. I didn't think about it like that. So what do you? What do we need to do? One first part. First part. The part. First part of the problem is admitting you. So being aware of it. Oh, thinking about it. And then noticing when that time happens as a cue to maybe do something else or maybe even just assess your day prior to that time. So the hey, sun going down earlier, was I outside much today? Right? Could I have been outside a little bit more? Or is there anything I could do inside that's a little bit more active? Because I'm aware that as the sun goes down sooner, these things happen. Or maybe even you don't do it as soon as that time of the day or whatnot, but maybe, okay, um, maybe I can use this as an opportunity to get to bed earlier 
or maybe I can use this as an opportunity to push harder in my workouts because I should have more energy in the tank right now. If you have a, if you have a program going, for example. Ooh, okay. But don't use it. Don't use it in the opposite way where, oh, I'm going to go to outings and events that make me stay up later because at some point it's just dark and dark is just nighttime. It doesn't, and you lose that sense of time. Basically, so a lot of people will go out really late too, much later in the, at these times of the year because they have the energy and it's dark earlier, and then they just get used to doing that, and then they get used to staying out later and later into the winter months. What? Because you build your habit up so much that you, even though your normal what do you call it circadian rhythm, when the sun starts going down, you mm. start you start going to sleep. But now that the sun is changing, you can actually develop the opposite habit so that once it gets dark, you basically your body doesn't shut off. You just if you just keep on going out every single night at six or seven or eight o'clock when it's dark, you're not going to notice. And then eventually it's going to be 10 p.m., 11 p.m. And, and your brain won't even notice because now that natural signal of the sun going down isn't there anymore so that's uh, kind of interesting man uh, it's really cool to think about that that the habits your habits are being controlled by the natural world sometimes or are it's it's affecting you and we need to be aware of it so that we can have some kind of control that we're talking about yeah yeah i think being aware of it honestly just more often makes it so you can make decisions more often that are conscious decisions versus subconscious decisions, I would say. Right. Now, would it be cool to, so I'm just trying to think of my current situation. I noticed that we have been just getting in front of the TV since it's dark oh, from seven to eight or so before the kids go to bed. And before we might be outside till eight or nine o'clock with the kids. And mm -hmm. so I'm just trying to think of some ways that that we've been naturally thinking about it. We've been talking about doing a, a yoga practice a little bit mm -hmm. later, mm -hmm. like 8 p.m. or even 7, um, just because it's an indoor thing and it's like something active that we can do at night. And our kids will do it for at least like five minutes. So it's I think it's good for them to see too. So I right. know that's something that we've been working on naturally because I'm trying to, to fight like just... Because right now, I think it's really interesting uh, what you said about waking up early, too, because I've been really focusing on waking up at 5 a.m. and mm. going to bed early. And it's, it's, been, it's been harder for me to go to sleep. And I wonder if that's the reason, because it's like two weeks, it's dark like 7 o'clock or 7.15. And then in order to go to sleep when it gets dark, you have to go to sleep at what seems like a unrealistic time. So then you get used to keeping yourself up later. Because when that natural signal hit, you're, you're telling your body to ignore that. It's like, a, like if someone's putting this alarm on to wake up at a certain time and one person has the motto of never pushing snooze and the other person is okay with pushing snooze, who's going to wake up sooner? You know? Always the, yeah. Yeah, the person doesn't push snooze. But if you keep pushing snooze, you just get you wake up later and later a lot too oh, and what you're doing is you're teaching your body to push snooze later and later now that's the other reason why 
like sometimes activity can be useful or sometimes it cannot be useful. It just depends on the person. Sometimes activity in the evening can help people go to sleep better because their body is still used to them moving around, for example. So if they don't get that movement out, it's harder to go to sleep. But then for other people, some people really get dribbling yeah. and they upped up. So what you want to do is you want to actually just delay that by having mo like the workouts have higher intensity, like I mentioned earlier, for example. Man, this is wild. So that's cool to think about because the first thing that that I think about when I think about fall is always all the food that I'm going to be eating over the next three months. I don't even think about uh, the light. So right now, go to the, I like to go si- to the root. That's the main reason. Like, why does why does the season change? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Very that's true. one of the main reasons why the seasons change is because we're going around, so the sunlight is hitting us at different times, and then you get all these circadian rhythms, and everybody gets changed, gets changed up. So let's follow the roots. So we have light, and now what's another change would be temperature. So do you have any thoughts on temperature and, and how that affects us over the next few months? Yeah, so clothing. Okay, okay. Because of the temperature, the clothing changes. Yeah. For some people, that can mean like different footwear, for example. Makes a big difference in how you move if you haven't realized how incessant I am about that kind of stuff. Oh, if you put a half pound boot, like a boot that's like a half pound heavier than your normal Mm -hmm. shoe Mm -hmm. and you haven't Mm -hmm. been wearing that the whole year, that can mess, Mm -hmm. that can change how you walk and your hips. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's crazy. I bet. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, which is like a big one, right? Be a big one. Yeah, sure. So the clothing you wear, uh, people tend to wear more loose clothing also, which then it, which then I think affects eating behaviors. A lot of times. So more loose clothing, people are more loose with their eating behaviors, I would say. And it's hard to say which comes first, but they versus each other. In the same way that as soon as you start taking off your shirt in summertime to go to the pool, you're like, oh man, I need to start working out. The same thing as soon as you put that sweat, that big sweatshirt, comfy sweatshirt on when it gets cold, you're kind of like I mentally... Yeah, that's interesting. No one's going to see it. So what do you suggest? Don't wear sweatshirts, right? Just keep your clothes tight. (laughs) Okay, so here's the big thing with the season that's changing. I think that is important. And it's like a little little wisdom in with the uh, the strategy. I would say the seasons are going to change. It's not that you actually have to fight the change as much. It's just you need to be aware of the change and adjust accordingly. And they adjust accordingly is very specific to the person and the individual, I would say. So this goes back to the know yourself part of the the Fit Quest podcast and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's just really useful to, I think if you have that mindset, then it's really useful for us to talk about what are the things that are changing around this time of year. And then you can take this knowledge and apply it to yourself basically, to get yourself ready for the change in the season. Because the change in the season is going to happen. I don't think it's really a good idea, though, to fight it. I guess that's my main point. I think it's good to to ride the wave. No, don't fight the wave. Ride the wave. Basically. And in order to ride the wave, you need to be prepared, which is like where mine was, where my mind was going before this podcast a lot was like thinking about how the whole in the whole entire year, 
how the how planning out your year of training kind of makes sense in the same way because so right now we're changing for fall but we know that next year at the same time it's going to be fall and the next year after that and the year after that and the year after that and we've been doing the same thing for uh, 35 years or whatever longer than that actually these days <laughs> but so anyway so we have so now we have a diagram and so for me at this time, I'm just going to go into this part of the episode where I'm going to tell you what I would do in the fall, right? Because okay. or unless it's because no, the main good. thing for me is food, right? No, no. Because we've done the temperature, we've done the daylight. Is there any other just, root cause, like root things that you wanted to talk about before getting into uh, more like seasonal type things? I think I think food is actually a big seasonal one or almost sure. like I think food and social is in the same a little bit. Oh, I think sure. Food and yeah. social, I was trying to think about how I wanted to put those out there, but I think they're one in the same around this year. I don't know. What do you think? But go ahead. I might bring it to the social part of it. No, that, that makes a lot of sense, because what I was going to say about food is that the first thing coming up is going to be Halloween parties. And you like so I know for us, we usually go to three or four Halloween parties before Halloween. And at those Halloween party and it's probably your party is one of them we go to. And and so I'm always eating stuff at these parties. And for me, food is like just a part of my soul. And I think a lot. Right. And I go to these parties and I like to eat stuff. And if I see a sweet that I've never tried, I'm going to try it. And you do three or four of those parties before Halloween. And then your kids come home with three bags of Halloween candy. And and all of a sudden, from October 25th to November 1st, I gain like 15 pounds. <laughs> and uh, so that is a lot of what I think about when it comes to fall time. And, and it's yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of it being social because when I go to other people's houses, your wife might make a, an awesome chocolate cake or whatever that I've never tried. And I'm going to be like, oh, I have to try it because <laughs> those are things that I love, like original foods and like original cakes and sweets and that kind of stuff. Like a bad and, kid loves cake. I, it's true. <laughs> I've been there and I'm still there to be honest. And, but, but anyway, that's what I think about. And I think it's a huge social thing uh, for me. And it goes from Halloween uh, to right into Thanksgiving. And then pretty much from Thanksgiving to Christmas, it's the same mm-hmm. thing. There's 10 parties between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then there's Christmas, which is another party. And then right after that is new Year's. So yeah, that is what I think about every year uh, on top of it being cold and the temperature. So we are fighting all those things every single year. Mm-hmm. Did I have to tell you, oh, gosh, I wish I remember how old she was. I think she was like three or four, but it was the end of the holiday season. Like it was the last party during the holiday season. And there wasn't any parties in the near future until St. Patty's Day or something like that. I think the next thing, well, I think it was, Oh, I know what it was. It was a Super Bowl party. Super Bowl party. Because that's like in the beginning of February. So it was the end of party season for a month at least. And we had just gotten off of the whole holiday season. And I remember Zena asking the following weekend, like, when are we going to the party? (laughs) She's so used to going to parties every weekend. That she was like, let's go. Come on. It's time to go to the party. It's the weekend. 
because that's how it is for months. We just get so used to it and it's so fun. And but that's life, right? It's a, it's such a rich part of life is enjoying that. And if one of your like just to wrap it back into our fit quest and stuff like that, if like if your goal is to be super healthy, you need to have balance when going into these situations. And you shouldn't gain 15 pounds from October 25th through November 1st. And we're here to talk about all the strategies and whatnot to get around it. So that that's my social and food thing is my biggest thing. So why don't we get into social and food and like how to like go mm-hmm. with like some strategies and stuff? Okay, so I would say one of my favorite strategies is trying out food, but also have a limit on how many foods you're trying out, if that makes sense. Okay. So... I'm not trying to try out, I don't know. It just depends on how I'm feeling that night. Like, I'm not trying to try out everything is my whole point with that. Though. There's no need to try everything because there's a certain point where you're trying everything that you're just doing it out of curiosity. You're not doing it for nourishment purposes. And I think, I think what's, I start to get away from nourishment purposes is when I get in trouble, but that's, how I think about it, I'm having a problem because my, my digestive health kind of keeps me honest a lot of times more easily now. The days I don't think of things that I want to try as much. I think of things more. This is going to sound douchey, but I think of things more. How's that going to feel? Basically, yeah. And there's only a couple things. I don't know, like cheesecake. That's one of the ones that I'm like, oh my goodness, that's going to feel amazing. And I don't mean like my stomach. I just mean like my brain. But I think of things a lot like mouthfeel, if that makes sense. And then that makes me think of it a lot differently. Like, how's it going to make me feel versus... That makes me make better decisions, I would say. So that's the mantra I got to go into it with. I love that. I love that. Because how I'm talking right now is like, the true voice in my head, uh, especially from and like from before five years ago, like that voice would be unleashed. And, and I'm being serious where I would very easily gain 15 pounds in those five days. Yeah, uh, yeah. But over the past five years, I've definitely developed those strategies. And I think the biggest thing is for me, and and this is for somebody who food is a, it's, it's like it's an issue. It's the reason that I tend to be overweight. Uh, it's just because mm-hmm. I like to eat a lot of food. And the biggest thing that I've learned from that is that I have to really detect. For me, it was I want I don't want that constant battle every year of just losing weight. It took 15 years of yo-yoing to finally like it got in my head like that I don't want to do that anymore. So mm-hmm. now when I go, when now when I go to parties, I do put a limit on what I eat. Exactly how you were talking. Um, yeah, and I really and I really need to focus on that before I go. Um, yeah, like or, a, I think you get like a tripwire. Does that make sense? But there's a certain it helps to have boundaries when you're going into a situation that you think you have bad boundaries with, right? You have to treat it like it's that situation if it's an issue. I'm not saying that most people haven't are going to go to the buffets and eat too much, right. oh, but if you are a person who would, then yeah. then you well, need to have you need to start making boundaries. Ooh, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Okay. I really think, and this is actually my 
overall strategy with food, but it comes up more around this time of the year because of the things you were talking about. I really think of food and my eating habits as my relationship with and that and like I anthrop- I anthropomorphize it purposefully, which seems a little which seems weird, and I don't believe like food is alive, but I do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. But I think of it in terms of what is my relationship with this food behavior right now? Is this a relationship that is like if this was a person? If this was a person. How would you describe this relationship? And then if I can think right. if it's a good or it's a logical relationship or it makes sense in some way, it doesn't seem negative, overly negative or overly positive. It seems balanced. I think that's a good relationship, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's okay. I, I like to use that filter a lot, if, but you got to be able to, you got to be able to stop and think about it. You know, when you're in the act of doing of eating okay. whatnot. That's a good strategy, man. That's a good one. Let's see, anything else or like that? So that's one. I had one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I have a few others, but it's mainly of that same sort of thing is that you just have to realize that you don't want to be a certain way anymore. And it that's easier said than done. So I have to do little things like, Hey, uh, when I go, I tell my wife, Hey, when I go to this place, I just can't have X, Y, Z. Like what you do, like what you said, you can't have a little bit of everything. So I'm still, I still like to eat. Right. So I just say, Hey, I'll just have a little bit of everything. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's, but how would I control that? I know that that day, it's not like I went out and did extra cardio or something like that. But right. I would also shift probably how I ate that day, knowing that uh, at night I would have a little bit more calories. And mm. I know that those calories at night are probably going to be generally empty calories mm. that that earlier in that day, I would probably focus uh, as much as I can on getting good protein in uh, like as much protein as I can in uh, just like for a fuel and muscle you know, for my muscles. Yeah, and I probably much later in the day. Exactly. And make sure I have carbs and nutrients for fuel before before I go to that party. And I do yep. think that doing that uh, before you go is a good strategy and being fairly satiated before you go to a party, uh, knowing that there's going to be a million things could also be a strategy. And the reason we say this is not because it's like a one-off party or something like that. It's because bombarded or unless at least our lifestyle you know with our lifestyles we get bombarded with holiday parties and events and people visiting and all that kind of stuff around this time you know so if you don't if you don't devise a strategy you're gonna you're going to get just washed over with the wave of things going on and events going on it's so interesting that, because that's why every week you have friend that you haven't seen in a year that you're seeing. Mm-hmm. That's a hard thing to say. Hey, man, let's go have a drink or let's go do this. And you haven't seen them in a year. And so right. you're like, oh, I should do that. And then, and those are social situations that you just need to, you have to figure it out because it's day after day or like week after week, at least, like during some yeah. of these times. And it happens 
Yeah, for a couple months in a row, basically around this time of year. Absolutely. Yeah, that's why I say the social part of it so much, because I think the social and the food are, are very linked around this time of year. And the strategies, I think, are really useful to keep that in mind, I would say. And then the last thing we maybe do encompass it is just, it helps to think of a lot of these things like we do with strength training, which is there's a certain amount of load you can put on yourself to create new habits and routines. So don't try and change everything everywhere all at once. So the season is a transition period right now. This is a good time to start experimenting with things and getting things started and getting things figured out. And some things are going to work and some things aren't going to work. But I wanted to talk about it. People don't feel overwhelmed and it's like the middle of the season and just trying to survive. Okay. Now, do we want to, so what do we want to talk about next? Do we want to talk about like how, like, so right now we're preparing for the winter months. Are you trying to build a pro, like, how are you trying to build a program? What are you focusing on? Uh, is that the direction we want to go? Because right now we need a plan, right? We, we've gone over a few things like temperature and, yeah. and we've gone over food and all that kind of stuff, but we haven't really gotten into training too much. Mm-hmm. So what would be like the coaches thing here? What, how would we think about training? How would we think about, you know, all that kind of stuff? If we know that diet's going to be an issue, we know that it's going to be cold outside and we like working out outside. Mm-hmm. So I think that goes into planning these next like three or four months too. So we have the factors. What do we do? What is the plan? Yeah, so you're not going to be able to work outside as much, I would say, overall. In this area, especially, we get more rain around this time of the year. For example, so that makes it a lot harder. Temperature is going to make it harder. The sunlight is going to make it harder. It all makes it harder to work outside. So outside starts becoming less happening. you got to move into working out inside a little bit more. And for me, that means I got to get some equipment and I got to put it in different places. Um, it also means that I might have to do it at a different time of the day as well, I would say. And then it also might mean that I do it. I end up probably doing different exercises as well. So I will be doing as much sled work when it gets deeper into the winter, I would say. Yeah. Unless it snows a lot, then I'll get lots of sled work because Zeno likes getting pulled on the sled. Basically. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think we we're supposed to be expecting a lot of snow this year. But yeah, being indoors is a big one. Um, going to be some exercises that are probably changed because of the location, for example. So there's some things I do outside that I can't really do or I don't like to do inside as much. And then I would say some people just, this one is no matter what the season, but just having a good, I don't know, three months outlook is really useful around this, you know, when the seasons are changing. So mm-hmm. trying to figure out, okay, three months from now, where do I want to be with my and how is this season going to affect it? And then getting that training program set up and most of it put out there now. Most of it's not going to stay the same for a lot of people, but putting it out there really helps a lot. So actually putting out a program for yourself in these three months because things are likely to change. I do. I agree, man. I think this is like one of the most important few months, like starting in a few, starting around that Halloween time is the most important few months of the year. Mm -hmm. 
uh, right yep. now would be a good time to start getting a plan for those few months. Now, the fun part, what do you like to do? Like, how do you like to program these few months? Yeah. Always, always, like always something happens, right? So right now you have a little knee issue, blah, blah, blah. You're going to, you might have to deal with that. But if you were feeling good and it was right around, so it's the end of September right now, we're going into the next three months. After three months, it's going to be basically January 1st. Um, so we'll have another three months of cold after that. So how do we like, how do you ideally want to work out over the next few months, knowing it's going to be cold? Uh, we're going to be wearing heavy clothes. Uh, we're going to be eating a lot of food or not if we engage these strategies that we've been talking about today. I really like to think of it. This is the geeky side. I think I think of it like you're going into like dungeon crawling time of the year. Okay. Then so I would say. The playlist changes in the music as well in terms of things that change right now. So <laughs> weird as that sound that I usually go into different kind of music. I would say around this time of year, I like to work on heavier weights. I would say around this time of the year, this is usually for me seasonally. This is usually like a time where I like to get the intensity up. A little bit more because I feel like I do have more fuel and I do have more sleep. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, usually I usually do go to sleep earlier. The kids go to sleep earlier, and I usually do eat a little bit more. I'm getting to sleep and I'm eating more, so it's easier to bulk the intensity up in the wintertime. And I really like actually feeling really good in the wintertime because honestly, a lot of people feel really bad in the wintertime. I like doing the opposite in the wintertime and like feeling really good and it helps me keep me from getting sick as much as other people get sick i think too okay so, yeah sleep more eat more work out more i do all three basically. all right sweet i like it i yeah. think that's a good that's a good strategy uh, for me pretty similar like knowing that's this year or so i'm trying to change it up a little bit uh, so these next three months up until like, the beginning of january uh, I'm doing my daily sandbag stuff. Uh, so I really want to be outside as much as possible. The one of the goals that I wanted for this, but today, for instance, this week, it's supposed to rain for the next six days. I, I can't do rain stuff outside or snow stuff, but I'm going to do like 10, I'm going to try and do 10 degree weather outside. And I don't know if you've been noticing, but I've been running for 30 minutes in that it's basically like a 10 yard like space. And so the reason I'm doing that, like my wife was watching me and she was like, you're crazy, man. I'm just getting dizzy watching you. And, but for me, uh, the reason I'm doing it, well, one, like the five reasons, one of the reasons is that it, when it's five degrees outside, I want to be able to go outside and do a 30 minute run, get 30 minutes of cardio in. And so this is a weird mental thing for me, but not be like two miles away from my house when yeah. it's five. Like, I just want to be like able to quit like anytime, but not actually quit the whole time. That's perfect though, because you're trying to get, you're trying to start that habit. So I think it helps yeah. to have a little bit of a net nearby when you're trying to start something like that. Cause then if not, it feels too hard. Oh, and if it feels too hard, you're not, it's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I feel good about it. And I have, you know, I have another month or two to hone it in. 
Uh, but it's going to be a fun. That's like like my goal this winter uh, is basically to just do a little bit every day. Ideally, yeah. Normally, I've this is a time where from basically uh, Halloween to the end of the year, I li- I lift heavy. Like I do at least like a six or eight week, mm-hmm. a little bit heavier lifting session. And how I was thinking about incorporating that into my daily sandbag is uh, right now I have. 65 35 35 and a 100 pound one and i haven't been using the 100 pound one very often so during those six weeks uh, pretty much starting in halloween i'm just going to try and use the 100 pound in different ways that i've never used it that's my plan for this year which is quote unquote going a little bit heavier i know it's not heavy for some people but it's going to be hard it's going to be cold and i'm excited and i'm and one thing that's more important is that i'm excited for it and I'm mm. excited and I'm, and that's a, that's something that you need is you need to want to do it. And, and it's just fun and uh, being outside is cool for me. And so this year, like, I feel like that ever since I became a dad, like six years ago, I've been kind of like less intense, like what you're ta- talking about, like intensity wise. Mm. And so I'm trying to be like, all right, I'm going to do this every day for at least 15 minutes. But even if it's five degrees outside, uh, I don't know why, but I just feel like doing that this year. I got you. I got you. Yeah. I have years like that. I'm still going to be outside in some weather that most people are going to think I'm crazy for sure. I just know overall I'll be inside a little bit more, I would say. A hundred percent, which is why like for me, I'm going to try and do that nightly yoga thing as like one of my bases too. I like to get these bases going, uh, which is like your habit, I guess. Yep. Um and, and so like a small thing, 10, 15 minutes at night, do my daily sandbag, 15 minutes in the morning, build my skills up and be excited about it. That's like my goal going into this fall, winter time. Nice. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. That Where works. are we going from here? Do we have anything else to talk about like when it comes to these changing of seasons? I, I think that's pretty good. I don't want to, I don't want to stretch it out too much. Plus we got to get rocking soon. And I feel like. That's really good. I don't want to. Yeah, that that feels really good to me. All right, let's end it, man. We are done. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. This was a fun one, Mike. I like. I enjoyed this one. Yeah, I think I hope it'll be helpful for people around this time of year. And we're doing good with putting these out, so I think it'll get out there and help some people. All right, cool. Thanks for listening. See you, Mike. Deuces.